Hello and welcome to our second instalment of Stern Look, which is not brought to you by the Plan B as it hasn't been developed yet. I am K4 and tonight I am broadcasting from inside the Aiden Kennedy Suite at Tender Touch and coming to us live from the same toilet cubicle that he shared with Wayne Carey several summers ago, Nate Seven. Hello and welcome, Nate. How are you? Hey mate, thanks for uh, thanks for that lovely intro, and um, it's good to be a part of uh, Wayne Carey's um, toilet. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, definitely, it'll be an interesting experience and story one day. Um, Bloody oath. <laughs> definitely. Um, tonight, I thought we'd do things a little different from last week's podcast, and um, I'll just lay out for our listeners what's happening tonight. So, firstly, we'll have Nate do a roundup on what's happening on the big footy world. And then he'll move on to the VFL. We'll have a bit of a discussion about that. And then we'll finally have a quick review and preview of this week's weekend's game against the Orange Jumpsuits, the GWS. Nate, what's been happening on Big, big Footy? Well, mate, um, I'm just going to keep it brief this week because I had a couple of complaints from some of the boys saying that I'm a bit full of myself and that I love the own sound of my voice. That is absolutely true, so I'll just keep it brief this week. You asked me to look at some... Well, yeah, I can hear you giggling away. That's all good. So I had a bit of a look at, um, you know, the general discussion board. Some, some of the members might know that uh, my location is awkward flirting stories on the, on the, on my, on my profile there. So I thought, okay, I might just go and have a look at this. Now, the general discussion board has some interesting things and a lot of it is sort of geared towards fecal matter for those that don't basically shit. Now, our own Quiverer, who you all heard last week. Now, Quiv, I'm sorry, but I'm going to dump you in it this week. Um, he's had a, he's created a thread a couple of days ago. I think it was since last week. I don't even know, but I only caught up midway through and it said, have you had the shit literally scared out of yourself? Now, some people took that a little bit too far. And, <laughs> oh, dear. And, uh, and, and we had one guy who wanted to uh, put up a video and well, he's now been banned. And uh, I think we're about to, we're going to cut that thread short, but um, he meant it in the best of intentions, but I don't think he sort of, he caught up with some of the guys who have some really some serious, you know, uh, BDSM and sort of fetishes going on, or scat porn or what do you want to call it. Away from that, awkward flirting stories, my domain, I'm a two-time Hall of Famer over there, go and check it out for yourself, but I'm going to nominate probably two of our own this week. Tennis player Andy and Dark Phoenix. Now, I'm just going to stick with North Melbourne people because, well, you know, I'm going to sort of dump them in as we go on. I mean, I think in the next few weeks I'll go on to Black Shadow and someone else. But tennis player Andy, now you think, you know, tennis and this and that, and you think, oh, you know, he's very serious sometimes. He's a very good poster at times, and most of the time, I should say. I better sort of whatever. Now, uh, Esteemed poster, been around for a long time. Now, he's got a thread, and I'm, I'm not going to... Basically, Kanga's not allowing me to go into why this one is going to put him into the Hall of Fame. This is tennis player Andy, because it is so extreme, it's not funny, and it's, um, it's, yeah, it's R-rated. But um, basically, I'm going to call it the Escape from, the, Escape from Alcatraz. Now, uh, he and his mate, and he loves to put that in the inverted commas, they, um, they go Just out and kiss <laughs> just waiting for a mate. I think he said he was in the Macca's car park or something out in Glen Waverley or somewhere like that. I'm probably making <laughs> stuff up in as we go along here. No, but in all seriousness, I think they said Macca's car park or something. And they're at uni one back in the day, and he's a similar vintage to me, TPA. And 
And I thought, why is he not on the court? What the fuck's he doing anyway? So here we are, and we're out there, and he's he's took they've, they've pissed off their tits. They've met these girls. I'm going to try and keep this as brief as can. They end up back at someone's house. Is the two guys and these two whales, as he puts it. And for those who are familiar with the pig hunters thread on general discussion, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because this is the sort of shit that is going on with. Now, at some point, he and his mate have looked at each other and thought, what the hell are they, do- are they doing? Anyway, these two girls have gone to refresh themselves and come back near naked. Well, one of them apparently was. Anyway, well, that's sort of more artistic license from TPA. Now, he and his mate have then looked at each other and done the whole bolt. And apparently these girls were chasing after them. And when the police caught up with them, it was a whole lot of, um, <clears throat> what do you think you're doing? But, uh, I mean, that's all I can remember at the moment. And it was just, when you saw it, it was like 40-odd likes in about half an hour. It was, you just knew it was going to be an epic an epic post and, a, and an absolute certified legendary thread. I'll now move on to Dark Phoenix. Our mate from somewhere in the middle of Tasmania, and I thought, oh, this guy's a little bit older than me, bit of a, um, you know, a bit serious, and I thought, okay, he, he's, you know, he's potted me a few times, he's roasted me a few times, and I've deserved it. Uh, got a few likes from him over the journey, but fuck me. What he came up with, it's, he's got an absolute following, and he's got people following from him from thread to thread and board to board. He's got one, what I'm... Uh, he started with um, the Tinder thread, and he said he was meeting up with a girl, and, and uh, she said, well, I'm not going to meet you, um, you know, until we have a few words, and basically she said she was very descriptive of what, what she wanted, and he was a bit put back by that, and apparently he found out she worked... Uh, in a building next to his in somewhere in Tasmania, which is probably not hard. And uh, she said, uh, how about we meet in a public toilet? And she nominates the toilet. And the quote was, to, to Dark Phoenix, in case you're weird. And he's like, in case I'm weird? In case I'm fucking weird? What the fuck are you on about? Anyway, so he meets up and, uh, you know, they, they have a bit of fun. And But for weeks on end, he was teasing us about, will he, won't he, what, what's he going to do? And... And I just thought, can you just get it over and done with? I want to know what this is like. I just want to know if you've been catfished, if it's a male or a female, to be honest. And that's what he was scared about. Um, but uh, what he also does say at one point, I should say this, is prior to that, and I forgot this, is he does preface his thread with, um, uh, he's, he admits to having many sides, and he says, oh, I'm, I don't know how I'm portrayed and how I'm seen on the North Melbourne board. And uh, I tell you what, uh, he's, he's given a, a refreshing insight into, into the world of uh, Dark Phoenix. And I think for the moment there, K4E, I'm done. Oh, you're done, are you? You're done like your finish, I Am Finished thread that you created last year. Oh, don't remind me well, what did I last? What, what did that two last? Or... Was it a two-week injury or was it a two-and-a-half-week injury <laughs> or was it a long-term 21-month oh. injury? What was it? <laughs> yeah, probably two weeks and uh, permanent long-term injury list, I reckon. Oh, gee, oh, dear. Righto. We better move on to the VFL stuff now. What, what's happening in the VFL world, mate? Oh, well, I don't know. I suppose we better move on to the serious stuff. I mean, people want banter. We'll, we'll move on serious. <laughs> um, I'll just, I'll start with the, the ladder, the VFL ladder is a bit of an interesting one. Now, people look at that and think, oh, it's pretty plain and simple. It's like the AFL. Well, no. Um, because of, um, you know, there's 15 teams in the comp. Um, both teams lost, both our affiliated teams lost on the weekend. I'm losing my, my voice here at the moment. <clears throat> no worries. And, um, 
Essendon, the great drug takers, have moved up into second. God bless them. And, oh, it must uh, be the drugs, mate. <laughs> That's where they put all their spuds. They've got great spuds <laughs> like Quint Jones and Wilt and all those superstars from the Saints' failed campaign. Oh, and now we're saying that what Clint Jones or Mitch Clisby, whatever the fuck his name is, we're saying, oh, what a great star he is, and putting on massive coin and chuck him in the VFL, I suppose. But uh, they're in second, so, uh, oh, well, good on. Box Hill, um, I just want to look at sort of Box Hill, and I, I know we're uh, Werribee and North Ballarat, but Box Hill are on, uh, they've played seven. Every, all other teams that get to two have played nine. Uh, Box Hill is seven. They've played seven, one, six, lost one. They've got, a, they've got a percentage of 132, which is the second highest, and yet they're only in third. They're sitting in 24 points. Werribee, who are just below them on percentage, uh, played nine. They've won six, lost three. Obviously, the same on 24 points in fourth on a percentage of 114. Now, people will be hearing that and going, oh, well, that's probably about two and a half times what North Melbourne are on. That's probably not far from the truth. But wait until you hear North Ballarat, listeners. North Ballarat are in last. As you know, they've only had the two wins. They've played nine. They've lost seven times. How so a Melbourne situation. Well, you look at sort of Melbourne last year or God knows who, but, I mean, people want to sort of say that they're sort of even GWS of last year, but um, it, it is... Um, look, they're not going to be... I'll tell you what, they won't be bottom... They won't be second last at the end of the year. I'm not going to put my big footy membership on the line for North Ballarat like I did for Werribee last week because I actually still want to post, so I actually might be rescinding that uh, that thought. They have a percentage of 60, uh, good old North Ballarat, so they're really struggling big time. Um, just the last one on the ladder, Footscray are in North. Sorry, North in Ninth. Uh, played the seven. Richmond Ninth or Ninth? <laughs> no, real not. <laughs> Ninth. Uh, yeah, God knows. We're a Richmond. I can't even see them on the ladder. They must be doing that bad. They're in the eight, I think. Uh, are they? No, or oh, Richmond. Well, in the AFL, are they? Yeah, oh, I they think could, so. In the VFL, they're sitting, what, third last, just above North Valley. Good on them. <laughs> but um, Footscray, they've played seven, won four, lost three. They're on 16 points in ninth, legitimate ninth. Out of 15 teams, they've got the highest percentage in the whole VFL of 150. Well, that's obviously because they've flogged a couple of teams by about 130, 180 points each. But I just, I just wanted to bring that to atten- the people's attention. Um, they were a very good team. They were a very good team last year. But I don't know what the hell they're doing. They've fallen off the boil, maybe. Um, they will probably be on TV very soon. Yes, they are, apparently, according to the... Um, according to the Channel 7 TV guide, but God knows that'll change. Moving away from the ladder, um, North Ballarat. Now, Fitzy says, Gerald Fitzgerald, the coach, says they're better at the stoppages um, and the defensive structures, they're really lining up. So when the ball's coming in thick and fast, Fitzy's claiming that they're, they're doing better. Now, I, was, I think a lot of people, a lot of the North guys, I remember seeing them, they posted in the BFL thread saying, oh, you know, this is the first, a lot of the first time a lot of them had seen North Ballarat live on TV and, and I was surprised at the comments about Aaron Black and a few of the others and saying, oh, Aaron Black's performing quite well and I had a few private messages and I said, well, yeah, I mean, that was, what, the third time I'd seen Aaron Black for the year and he was doing very well. I'll, that was his best game for the year. Um, it certainly wasn't his best by, you know, in the last few years, but for this year, it was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, okay, he... 
kicked two goals, five, two goals, six. But uh, he's he's got a lot of opportunities. He he was presenting, he was doing all sorts of things. Yes, it was against Geelong, who were third last at the time, but. You know, it's something. I mean, North Melbourne supporters need something to look forward to. We can't just keep dwelling on on the negatives and saying, oh, poor North Ballarat and poor, and saying poor North Melbourne and shit losses and all this sort of crap. There's got to have a few positives here, there and everywhere. Yeah. Now, Braden Proust has actually said in one of his interviews that when he found out that Oren Stevenson, the captain and kind of part-time assistant coach, self-titled Oren, that Bruce said he was excited to be the number one ruck. Well, that would be great if he actually just performed, but um, he's, he's a project ruckman. That's great. Need to move on. Anyway, a um, couple of injuries. There will be three injuries from North Ballarat. They're still also waiting on who will be allowed from North Melbourne to play uh, for them on the weekend, which I'll, I'll actually tell you listeners where it will be later. Moving on to Werribee. Now, I was at the game, um, uh, but first of all, I just want to say that there's going to be uh, an event on Monday, this coming Monday, the 22nd, at the Werribee Football Club. It's about learn how to improve your club. Now, some of the North Melbourne players will be attending this, and there'll be uh, John Lamont, the Werribee coach, and a few of the others um, from the TAC Cup and so forth. I'm not promoting this. I've got nothing to do with it, but obviously it's just something I picked up from the website and talking to some of the members over there. For those track watchers and those who are just who love self-flagellation and that sort of thing, and you want to get a you know get along and you know maybe pot a player to their face rather than the internet, maybe get along, but you know do it in in a, in a good way and and not in a a way of a certain member that I'm not going to talk about. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> the VFL live stream. I'll, I'm just going to jump all over the place here. The VFL live stream this week will be. Um, Franks and Port Melbourne said, so don't even worry about it if you couldn't give two shits. Uh, Channel 7 will be Richmond at Richmond. You know, as usual, it's always going to be Richmond, Carlton, Essendon from here on in, unfortunately. Oh, you shit for them, I suppose. Oh, look, it's going to be good, but, you know, it's a bit unfortunate. As, as um, good old Twinkle Toes, uh, who's the number one patron of Tender Touch, said, um, <laughs> well, it's a bit unusual well, he is, isn't he? Self-titled. Uh, he said... Um, oh, He's the owner, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. What's he told you? Have you got the goss? Oh, no, no. Well, you probably have to fill us in on that one. I might have to get down there because I did tell you prior to the broadcast, it's halfway between North Station and, and Arden Street Oval. So on my little walk across Dynan Road or whatever it is, I might just pop in. And um, Anyway, I'll, shut it. I'll just cut it down there. Um, I was at the game. Where we, uh, yeah, they went down um, to Collingwood. It was, it was a pretty good game. Um, Fast-paced, real, and I was surprised that Collingwood are down the bottom there. They're, um, what are they? They're sitting in about 11th or 12th at the moment. That's after their win. I, prior to the game, I had no idea where they were. I thought they were going to be sort of top six, but they played certainly like a top three, top four team. They had some players coming back. Um, now, I've had some messages from some people saying, oh, who are you going to pot this week? Is it going to be Mason Wood? Is it going to be uh, Vickers Willis? And I said to that person, well, Vickers Willis um, is injured. Mason Wood played very well. And for anyone who said, oh, he, he wasn't doing well, look, he presented Najak Dool. Very, very, very good. Now, when you look at Curry, there's the injury there and a few others. And um, look, they performed, apart from that, what, 20-goal third quarter, or the hell it was, and it was like 10 or 12 goals, the game was actually very good. Just, well, to use a Brad Scott analogy, oh, it was an aberration, that third quarter. Well, fucking oath it was. Um, now at the game, 
was spotted by Rob Zombie, and there are a couple of other posters who don't want to be named here, so I'm not going to name them, but K4E, you know who I'm talking about. Hmm. Um, Rob said to me, um, what's, what's the deal with the fluff on your face? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm channeling my, my inner Taylor Garner. Um, this is obviously because, you know, uh, Geelong had already uh, played against North Ballarat the, the day before, and, and I thought, oh, I mean, it's going to, you know, have my little lawnmower, my poor cleaning moustache happening like Taylor Garner's had since his, you know, since his inception at the club. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great. You know, while he's going okay, and now he's gone down with an injury. So I thought, okay, he's gone down with an injury. Oh, I'm getting rid of this crap. So I'm in the shower just this afternoon or this morning and I thought, oh yeah, better, you know, sort of woe is me, got rid of it and then dropped the, dropped the shaver and uh, went down to pick it up and bang, I've done a bit of a hamstring. So, uh, I'm in a bit of pain. Oh, is uh, it a two week injury, is it? Oh, mate, it'll be two week permanent long term. It could even be 21 months. I mean, I mean, if I'm on Taylor Garner's form, it'll be 21 months ongoing long term injury list and pay me half a million. Thank you very much. So you're just going to do running laps around the field, are you? Next, Nick? Yeah, I might just even pretend to lay off a handball and then go back into the, into the dressing rooms and then, um, you know, sit on the cardio equipment and talk to all the ladies down at North Melbourne about the, the coffee cart and, uh, and that'll be my training. Ah, the coffee cart. Well, you could probably join McMahon and Basti for that one when they well, send their out <laughs> now. <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, on recent form, they'd, uh, didn't they need a rocket, but, um, Oh well, they that might just see them down on. They might just be feigning an injury at the moment, just so they can have a, a couple of coffees and just sit with me and uh, have a bit of fun. Rather well, than don't, um, don't give McMahon your pie; he will eat it all. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> your chocolate milk. Jesus Christ! He, he might just swallow the entire coffee cart. But uh, anyway, moving on. Moving on to the review now. I suppose then both of those guys are out. So um, now I watch this game because I get to watch all the. F- Swans games and GWS games, so woe to me, yay. Um, it was an interesting game for me. It, it was, I saw a lot of good effort from the North boys. Like, I could see the effort from for most of the boys um, for most of the game. Um, McMahon wasn't great. I, I, I have to say that. Like, I'm not going to pot him. I like I like the guy. In f- fantastic work dropping the weight and getting fit again. But you know. He, there's just a few that just didn't quite have the polish in the end to get us the win. Good on Sydney. They played pretty well. It was a bit of a scrap at times, but it was just a good contest. Jack Zebel, the man love for him at the moment, and Lockie Hansen, he's my boy. He's a, he's a trooper. He really is. A little smart-ass he is. He's water bottle. He's spraying Buddy and having a little smirk on his face. What did What did you think of the match, Nate? Well, I, I tell you what, that was, um, but he didn't back down. That was the one thing that I remember, and I, I fell asleep probably at half time, and, you know, I'll admit to that. I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I watched all of it. Uh, but then again, I'm not going to go all bloody Sam Newman or all of you and pretend that I don't know what the fuck's going on. Now, I, um, I ended up having to watch the second half and watching this, you know, um, just a couple of nights ago, and I, I thought, you know, Hanson, you know, he was good, and. <clears throat> But, um, you know, McMillan, McMahon, yeah, to an extent. Dumont, now, uh, for some of you might know that I've got a bit of love for Dumont, but I've got love, you know, for all of our players. I, I don't really like, you know, negative, like some of the posters do like doing on certain players. Um, Trent Dumont, uh, I tell you what, if he played a full game, he was in my top three. Now, I mean, I'm... <clears throat> I had an argument with a couple of players, players, a couple of posters who, 
they were a bit full of themselves on the North Board and were, oh, how dare you? And I said, well, mate, it's a, it's a bit hard to give him the three votes. I mean, if, if there were ten players that played like absolute garbage, then I'd probably have to give him one or two votes, but certainly not three. Uh, that's the only thing stopping me from giving him the votes. There are a number of players I could give it to, and I'm still funny about who I'd even give it to, but my big thing was Trent Dumont, and um, he's just an absolute, he's got to be an X-factor. I mean, seriously, this guy, he's just unbelievable. I mean, people might say, oh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a bit of a rough player. I mean, yeah, he is. He's a bit sort of rough around the edges and that sort of thing, but Trent Dumont, almost like a... An untapped talent is. Oh, people probably saw the same thing about Kieran Harper to an extent. You know, didn't know his full extent. We all know what's oh, happening there. Don't go there. That's so depressing. Oh well, maybe just shut me up and tell me. You know, who who for you? I mean, who would you go? And but more so, who do you think should? Um, you know, who deserves a rocket and who maybe should be out? I mean, do you agree with the, the changes? Do you agree with the current eighteen and? Um, what are your thoughts there? I mean, when I look at, I mean, I'll just butt in there. You've got the, I mean, so Basti's apparently out. You've got in order of the emergencies. You've got Basti, Doran, who have I written down? I can't even read my own writing, Bloody McMahon. Um, Basti would be a good one, but what do you reckon? Um, Basti well, Bas- McMahon. Basti was in and out a bit last last year, and he was used it as a sub, so I think they're just giving him a bit of a rocket. But I'll just go little left field here, and some people might pop me for it later on. You can, you have my permission to. But I think Lindsay Thomas needs a little bit of a rocket. I don't like potting players, but some of his efforts, like, he just tries a little too much at times. Like, I love the guy. He's, he bleeds north through and through, and I love him. He's a great player. But sometimes he just tries to bite off a little bit more than he can chew. And sometimes his defensive efforts are a bit boomer-like. Sorry, boomer, but I had to say it. So, Lindsay Thomas, he needs a little bit of a rocket. His goals are up there. That's fine, but... He just seems a little bit too much down. Like, he's trying to take the team with him a little bit too much sometimes. Who do you think needs a bit more of a rocket? Uh, I'd probably agree with that, but I, I couldn't believe I heard some, well, read some comments and heard some actually from someone at the ground during the week who said that Nahas had overtaken Lindsay Thomas and I'd nearly choked on my chips at the time and my coke and I thought, <laughs> what have, have you been taking the same shit as what they've been taking down at Essendon? Um, he knows look, that one. Fucking <laughs> jabs in the ass and all sorts of bloody peptides here, there, and Next everywhere. Left, birds right, and, so. and all that kind of asterisk type stuff. <laughs> Asperger's drugs, whatever else. Look, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sort of, I'd, I'd like to sort of toy with sort of Gibson. I mean, he's sort of, yeah, I mean, it's sort of hard. But then again, I mean, he's a whipping boy. Pop- I know Arjun will like it, but yeah, that's why I was fair sort, enough, of, sort of like him to say it. I was reluctant to say, you know, he's a bit of a whipping boy. You know, last year it's sort of McMillan, this year it's Gibson. I mean, and then when you look at the changes, the, the constant changes in the team happened to be when Brad Scott's around, which is um, lovely intro, by the way. Was um, <clears throat> what would it be? It was like McMillan in, Jacobs out, or the other way around, and you know that we, everyone's getting a bit tired of that. And uh, look, it's it's good to see. And what I was saying to you before, Kanga, before the podcast was, Bastiat because he's an accumulator or has been. Um, it's not like he's a, a Jacobs, it's not like he's a McMillan or a Gibson. We're talking about a, a very good player on his day. Now, for him to be out must send a rocket up the arse of just about every single player in the team, apart from Todd Goldstein. 
saying, well, if Basti can be removed on that performance and on recent performances, well, any one of us can go. And that's exactly right. I would be aiming that at uh, Waite, at Petrie, at Scott Thompson, at pick your player. I'm not talking about just the week gone. I'm talking about successive weeks. Um, for mine, the Basti one is good just to wake the team and shake the team up, just to sort of like, oh, hello. Um, it's a bit different from McMillan, Gibson and, and Jacobs, or even Atley. Um, so, yeah, Basti's a good out. Could he come back in? Who knows? Wait and see. Apparently there's meant to be a bit of uh, rain around, but maybe 17 degrees of oh, heat wave compared to sp- Melbourne at the moment. Speaking as a local, it's been it's been that spotty type rain. It'll be... There'll be cold conditions. It'll be similar to wet weather footy. So, in a way, I feel confident that it suits us for the contested stuff. But GWS has some excellent runners. Like I know they've made a few changes, and Mumford's just a massive one. Something like they haven't won a match without him since he's come to the club. Like he's just that big for him. He's like Todd Goldstein and his octopi kind of genitalia kind of thing. Jesus. Yeah, well, that well, was twinkle toes with that, whatever that thing is, <laughs> our board. Did he say, oh, geez, I've been, actually, I was too scared to ask the question for fear of what might come back at me about that, but uh, I'm glad you filled me in on that, because um, that's one less uh, thing I've got to ask bloody TT about, because who knows, what he'll fucking tell me. Um, he's probably posting from the chatty food court or from, from his other home. Yeah, from his other home, which uh, I'm, I'm sure his wife knows all about. But uh, <laughs> you've, you've been there, haven't you? Haven't you been to TT? No. Have you been to Ten Touch? I've been to Victoria for years. Don't lie to me. Oh, anyway, I could be I could be wrong. Could have been Wildville or someone like that. But um, look, uh, I, I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm I was pretty happy with the game. I'm, I'm sort of happy where it's at. Um, It'll be good to see whether, I mean, people say, oh, it's just a bit of a weak GWS side. Well, they're kidding themselves because this is a very strong GWS side. I'm on record as saying their, their depth, at least, is far better and far more scary than Gold Coast. I mean, yeah, sure, they've been given um, a whole lot of first-round picks and comp and all sorts of silly picks, but as a start-up and a franchise. But um, this side, um, that's very deep as compared to a full-strength Gold Coast. Um, and that is scary at the moment, and who knows where they'll be in the coming years. But this week, it is a bit of a test. Um, but then again, we're talking about North Melbourne. And as I said last week, it depends on which North shows up. Um, it's before the buy. Then we look at you know Gold Coast after that. So uh, hopefully they don't drop, drop their bundle and don't start thinking about um, this the North Melbourne players, that is, don't start thinking about their Thailand or Indonesian holiday or wherever the hell they're going or Ballarat. Or, oh, uh, oh Luke McDonald needs to go back to Thailand to pick up his bong, so he'll be right. <laughs> oh, Whatever man. that was. And then as soon as that story comes out, West Coast want to pick him up for a cultural fit. <laughs> well, I think, I think the idea that K4 was about, uh, it was when he was a, a young schoolboy and he was playing for Werribee and um, we were a bit of a joke around the place. It might have been TPA or one of those posters started, or let's just sort of ward off the other... Um, the other teams, and it became, you know, he's a bit of a, a, a knobhead and Luke uh, McDonald, and then it's, it became, you know, he's into the drugs, into heroin, he's into porn, you know, he's into the late night boozing, he's got a bit of a fat gut, he doesn't care, you know, all that sort of thing, just to ward off the other teams, but uh, 
all them bloody, was it Western Bulldogs or Footscray, whatever the hell they want to call themselves these days, said, oh, we'll, we'll put in a pick. And was it, oh, it was West Coast that did it. Did they? Oh, I keep thinking that's it was... Why I said, that's why someone made the meme. It's like, I'm not sure yeah. who did it, so credit to whoever who did it, but it's like, um, there's a story that comes out about Luke McDonald's, about him having a bong. West Coast see a cultural fit. <laughs> yeah, well... It was a Reddit post. It was one of the best things I've seen. I think that's the memes that aren't particularly funny, except for this board thread. Uh, I've posted a few times. I've had a few battles with Gasometer in there. Uh, yeah, he's a, bit, he's a bit of a unique character, he is, but such a lot country Victoria. But, um, yeah, it'd be good to see him in a few games in the coming weeks. But, uh, look, uh, I mean, what else do you want to touch on about this game? Is there anything else that you sort of want to add there, or is that, uh, or is that about it? Uh, just, just on the future of GWS as a franchise, I know people might get a bit bored by this, but living as a local, I, I went to North purchased games at the SCG back in the day, back in like 99, 2000. I became a fan of North, but I look at these crowds in Sydney and I, I just look at the NRL. I know the NRL is not as strong as it should be, but I, I, I just don't see a long-term future in terms of crowd numbers. I know Western Sydney is growing, but it it just doesn't quite fit in. Like I don't think the AFL does quite enough for the community engagement, trying to pry away the kids kind of thing. I think they're just making too many rule changes, trying to soften the game up to attract, you know, a lot of the new immigrants and their children kind of thing. I just don't see a long-term future for them. Just speaking as a local, more than anything. What are your thoughts on GWS? Yeah, look, um, I mean, I like what they've become. I like the colours. I will admit to wearing some of their stuff when I'm in the gym, but that's, you know, in my own, that's away from, you know, like I'll probably just divulge a little bit too much there, but, you know, that sort of thing, you know, I like the colours, I like the uniform. It's not putrid. It's not like the um, Port Adelaide chest puffers sort of garbage that goes no, on no, there. No, no, it's a puffer fish. Oh, is that what they are? Yeah, the puffer like fish them. because they inflate when they win and they deflate and go away when they lose. Yeah, well, I wish they'd go away. I really do. They become intolerable on the bay. <laughs> they are well. <laughs> I tell you what, Essendon. If, if I want to actually go back to some things that are really intolerable, there are some posters on a particular thread called "Essendon supporters say the darndest things." Now I should have said this during my little big footy roundup, but there is some absolutely pearlers in there. A guy called Purcell, who's one of our own, but he's been saying some things. I'm probably not allowed to say it because he's been trolling people, but good on him. And I'm convinced there is actually Ryan's Mark II in there. And I, I didn't tell you this in the preview earlier, but um, there is a poster in there that is the spitting image for posting abilities like um, Ryan's. I was talking to someone about this today and they couldn't believe that I'd said that. but And that they reckon... Um, they actually reckon it too, so we'll wait and see. But um, GWS, I know I'm all over the joint. It's a little bit late here and I haven't had a drink this week. So I did last week and I do apologise that I haven't had one. So, GWS, um, I like them, I like the colours, I like the players, I like the list. What's going to be telling is how they cope with coming down to the same salary cap as everyone else, coming down to the same list numbers, who they get rid of, and where they go to from there. I think they're an exciting group to watch. Um, but uh, that's about all I can add. I mean, I had someone even say, look, can you do a bit of a rundown on the Kerry's Spud Shield? Now, I'd love to, but there are that many good players at GWS that it'd be too hard. And the other ones are just, 
a little bit too green, a little bit too young, a little bit too raw. So there are some that are a bit of an unknown quantity for me. So I think we're going to stick away from the carriage Spud Shield nominations here. I know you guys. Week. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think we'll leave that to the sort of the guys on the board and just see what they say. And um, I mean, when I look back to some of the other carriage nominations of a couple of weeks ago, when we played bloody Collingwood and some fucking tosser nominated Travis Cloak. Now, I couldn't believe that. Now, now Cloak, yeah, he's, he's been putrid. He's been piss poor and, yeah, he's a bit of a Neanderthal. But um, he's, a, he's a good player and um, that's not what the carriage is about. The carriage is about sort of very, very borderline players um, who play well against North Melbourne. Now, you know, obviously the, the person who it's named after and you look at Ian Perry prior to that. And so... Um, like Jeremy Laidler yeah. last week. Jesus Christ. When I saw Reid take that mark in the first quarter, I'm like, oh, he's got this. He's got the same carriage. <laughs> then he had a poor game like he always does, and then Laidler won it for him. I, I, I tell you what, do we need to get rid of the carriage? Because it's almost like we're pumping players up and they perform well against us. And then they good. Well, we, we play players into, into, uh, into all-Australian form. And it, I can't believe it. We're talking about... <coughs> I mean, what, um, that McDonald kid from Melbourne, I, I mean, we haven't, I don't think we've played them yet, no. No, we haven't. Not and, this year, um, but... uh, later, and I, I saw what he did against Collingwood on the Queen's birthday, and I thought, well, this is a guy that everyone wants as the all-Australian fullback, and I thought, the same Tom McDonald that I'm looking at, who's performing like crap against Travis Cloak. Righto. What drugs are you on? I said, yeah, okay, he's been good, but he's certainly not AA form. Um, there are far better, and even when bloody, is it, Bait or whoever the hell, the big ranger from Melbourne went down to fullback. It was a fair bit taller and matched Cloak a lot better. But uh, um, Fitzpatrick gone. Oh, uh, maybe gone. Fuck, I don't remember. It's I don't even know. Not Lindsay Dunn, about. the old truck. <laughs> I'm not going to say the word because I'm avoiding all that nasty stuff. But. Well, you, you can leave it to me. I mean, I'll say it. that's okay. Uh, no, I, I look. Uh, I'll get back to you. I'll, whatever. I can't even believe we're talking about Melbourne and Collingwood and North Melbourne podcast for fuck's sake. Uh, we've strayed a little bit for now. Well, we're coming well, to the, the end of our podcast again. Thanks that was that, the carriage. Mate. Thanks yeah, for right. the banter. It's quite good. Uh, yeah, it's been nice. I'm just going to suck down a couple of, um, we'll call it Gatorades. Please, Asada, don't come after me. Please, Asada. I know you're not listening. Uh, they wouldn't listen to this. Um <laughs> Thanks again, and thanks for listening to the North Melbourne Big Footy podcast, A Stern Look. And I hope you tune in again. Excuse some of mine and Nate's swearing. We're just happy people. Thank you. Thank you.